Hey everyone, welcome to Lauren.Live, the Spirituality, Health, and Lifestyle Podcast. We have Augie Zadra back with us. Augie, how are you? Amazing. Thanks for having me. Yes, Augie's joining us from Tulum, Mexico. And lucky for me, this is part two. We've actually uh, d- have done another podcast together. So for anyone listening or watching this on YouTube, check out my videos, scroll down a couple months ago so you can check out the first one and so some of the things that we're talking about will make more sense and Augie talks a lot more about his background in that one um, his spiritual awakening process and we dove into a lot of other different topics ayahuasca kundalini yoga which is something that he practices and teaches Um, he's experimented with plant medicines like ayahuasca and um, he studies the Sikh religion and um, he has it you know, for his professional career too, he has a background in e-commerce marketing. So we t- speak more about that in the first episode, um, but we're going to just kind of get rolling into this part two. Uh, so Augie and I have been um, chatting about some different topics and we definitely want to hit on a few today. We're going to talk about um, just with the awakening going on, um, kind of separating the illusion um, it's a, it's a big topic, the illusion of what we perceive as real or uh, here in this 3D realm. Um, there's so much more. So we're going to dive into that and then we'll hopefully touch on spirit guide channeling and um, also just some, maybe we can give some uh, support to other people in awakening. It's very difficult. I've had some personal things too with friends being concerned about me and and not quite understanding the awakening process. You've changed so much. We're concerned about you. And I'm like, dude, I'm the happiest I've ever been. So I know a lot of people that have gone through awakenings have experienced that too. So uh, we'll, we'll, dump it, we'll jump into that later. But first, let's just chat about like what have you been going through? And let's talk about the illusion. That's been something that I'm mm. even a little bit confused about, right? Because it feels like, okay, what are you talking about? This is my reality right now. Like this is a microphone. I am Lauren. I am here. What it, what is what do you mean this is an illusion, right? Like can you kind of dive into what that means? Mm-hmm. Sure. So right now, the way that I'm experiencing the world more is is in the state of harmony and in feeling in different frequencies. And I'm in the awareness of being aware. So I'm I'm experiencing and watching my life happen as 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 if i'm watching a movie occur and it's a constant meditation and so i'm experiencing um this in this body and yet i have an awareness of my consciousness that's that's uh, above me or in the higher self concept and so when once the more that i identify with the i am the the eternal aspect of myself the more I start to see my true nature and, and I'm starting to be able to differentiate between what has been programmed into my thoughts and what I'm supposed to be or the stories uh, and the, and the different elements of my ego and how the ego can attach to different identities. Um, It can attach to my identity of suffering. It can attach to identity with a friendship or my parents uh, or food uh, different types of, um, even in, in, even as I move through understanding the Sikh faith, it can attach to that. And so it's more being aligned with the true essence of myself. And that process 
eventually starts to pull the veil off of what's happening and around us in day to day. And the mind starts to, you start to observe the mind. I'm observing it. And the, then the illusion starts to appear. And as the illusion starts to fade away, it can be very um, uncomfortable, that process. And so in the right now with this mass awakening, what's happening across the world is people are starting to be less in their mind and more in their heart, which is a feeling place. Um, the, the Piscean epic that we came out of, which was 26,000 years, was about these hierarchies and was about um, who is better or who is on top. And that is starting to fade. And we're moving more into what does it mean to be in harmony with ourselves and nature and the world and live from our heart and live from our internal knowing. Um, so right now where this has led me through this journey is ultimately I'm learning how to love myself, love every single aspect of myself, the dark parts of myself, the weird, bizarre things that thoughts that come up and like, what? And then, um, in the first aspect of this phase that I'm in right now is I'm accepting that I'm choosing everything around me my vibration, my frequency, how I show up is communicating in the world and communication is the creation. So how I dress, how I speak. And I, I don't have to do anything. There's nothing I have to do. I don't even have to live this life and I can, I'm choosing to have the experience. And what that does is it empowers me to be in my own reality. So I'm, I'm empowered to, this is how I'm, operating and it removes me from being a victim of life, being a victim of my ego saying, no, you know, I'm choosing this, this is how, and then looking at it through innocence and wonder and saying, okay, I may, I'm making this choice interesting and it's beautiful. It's, and how do I want to proceed moving forward? And can I choose different? What's, what can be difficult in that is, I'm seeing and experiencing the world outside of duality. So when some, when, when in the, in this viewpoint, there's no good or bad. So everything's good. This is good. This is interesting. This is good. This is all God's creation. It's amazing. Wow. This is incredible. There's no right or wrong. It's just, it's happening. And so when I'm communicating, I'm that I'm communicating out of, of space of non-judgment and working more into that and in the, our world and the way it's communicated to us is teaching us how to think in our ego and think into judgment. And so it it actually feels like a disintegration of self because all, uh, most of our parents and the governments and the folks that are in the hierarchy of the, of the old system, they speak and I know I'm right. I'm the authority. You're wrong. And that's just not the case. And um, what the case is, is that if something's out of alignment and out of, and out of like the highest state of harmony, it's it, where can we go into our heart and have compassion and say, uh, brother, you know, this is, how can we see the heat, the pain that this person is in that caused this issue? So if they, whatever is this stealing, for example, like that is so painful to be in a, in a place where you're, you're feeling that, there's a need or a have to steal. Right. 
And so if that happens to, to me or someone takes something from me, the first place to go to is, is forgiveness and like, ah, because they are just an aspect in, of myself. And so how can I see that and have compassion and say, and, and go towards that place and then, and have a dialogue around it. You know, what's hurting for you? How can I show up for you? Like, where's that pain? At? And it takes a lot of patience. And, um, that's another part of this is as, as you start to awaken into this, this space of love and this space of compassion, what can, what you receive is that you're, you're challenging people's identity of their reality. And so then, so then it became, becomes a lot of patience because it's triggering to others to, um, because they're, they're in their expression of like, ah, like this is a, and it becomes a, whoa. And, and I'm an acceptance. I'm acceptance of, of your, um, your perception. However, I'm not necessarily in agreement. Um, and where can we find a space of harmony and unity and, um, then we, it works towards what, how do we have boundaries? And so as you're starting, as I'm starting to communicate in the world and I'll be in a situation where I'm saying, ah, you know, this seems out of alignment for me. Then how do I communicate that in a space of nonviolence where I'm accepting their reality and accepting their choices and I'm able to communicate with them. This is how I'm feeling from a feeling state. And, and less out of a judgment, a state of like, Hey, you did something wrong to me, or you made me feel this way. It's like, no, I'm in control of all my feelings. I'm in a neutral state. I can choose how this situation is, is affecting me. Um, and so that's where the, the meditation and the practice comes in. And, um, that's where we're so lucky right now in this time, because we have so, we have access to so many masters in the Aquarian age, it's all, we're now, we left from the Piscean age and we're in the Aquarian epic. So we just started another 26,000 years where, where there is no, there's no, um, all the illusions are coming away. It's only truth. So there's nothing to hide. So even what's happening in our government and our money systems, it's all going to come to the surface. Um, and the world around us is going to shift more into a higher alignment. And in that shifting process, it is a massive ego death for all of society, for how we work, how we commune with each other. What is our relationship with the earth? Um, and so, uh, for those that are going through this process, um, it really helps to reach out to people who are, who are, who are maybe a little bit further along because we have a lot of guides and, and right now my, my core when moving into guides is, um, as, as your meditation practice, um, increases. So meditation is really like the foundation, having some sort of meditation practice, either, even if it's meditation and movement, um, but creating a space of stillness so that you can listen to your higher self. You can listen to God and listen to your guides. We all have this, these teams that are around us, surrounding us, and there's nothing we can possibly do. They're, they're at any moment right there with us when we ask. Um, and so that is a, is, is a huge part of the process is starting to access support from your team your, the angels, your spirit guides, um, there's doctor spirits. Uh, for me, what's when, as, as I continued on this path and I've 
gone down the shamanic path of working with, um, specifically I work, uh, I've worked a lot with, uh, ayahuasca and then in the yogic path with Kundalini yoga and these meditations, um, I, you start to have access to these masters because their consciousness is still there. It's all pervading. So even Ramdas, when he passed away, the access point to him became accessible to everyone. Um, and same thing with Yeshua or Jesus. And so, um, that's where I'm at now is that <laughs> all along the way, as I go through these awakenings, losing, you know, leaving the corporate world, uh, changing my name, moving, all these shatterings of my identity, friends leaving my life who you think you're with forever and hobbies that were, I, I was a soccer player and I, now I'm like, Oh, it was beautiful. And I'm, I have very little interest in it. And yet it was who I was. All these things start to fade. Um, and then there's the things that remain are the truths, the, the eternal truths. And as I'm aging and getting older, I'm, I'm witnessing more of these eternal truths and who's been along with me the whole way is Jesus, Yeshua. And so where I'm at right now is really studying his teachings and his, his path um, and the access point to him. And that's actually a little bit of a, um, a good translation into guides. Um, is that okay? Oh, my gosh. I'm like, we don't even need me to ask anything. Like, you're taking this thing and it's awesome <laughs> i do have a yeah. couple things though like this is a good just yeah. before i forget but then we're gonna keep going this is awesome um thank you for sharing all that um i've been experiencing that too where i'll notice that i'm almost watching myself and experiences and i've never had that before mm. so if anybody else is feeling that, let's talk about that for a second. What is that? Is that part of the awakening? It's part of you being conscious. But I've totally been there. Like I'm sitting, I don't know, outside on my patio with my daughter, but I'm like observing myself, observing my backyard. Like it's weird, mm -hmm. but it's like awesome. Like what, what is happening? What is that? Mm. So we have multiple layers of consciousness. There's uh, the consciousness of our body. So our body has a set of consciousness. So there's the consciousness of the mind. Um, and then there's the overall consciousness of our existence. And then there's above that, which is the awareness of the awareness. Okay. And so what's happening now is when we start to come in the first phase is like, I am, okay. I am. And then it's, I'm consciousness conscious of consciousness. So now I am the awareness, aware of the awareness. And then beyond that is the awareness of that. Sure. Wow. And so your acts, your, your consciousness and the way that I see it right now is, is it's like a sun. Like I, I'm a fractal of the creator. And so that is the, that is the core access point for me. And so your astral body, your, um, can you can actually experience the world. And even as we're talking right now, you can take your consciousness outside of your body, watching yourself yeah. happening. You can walk into the other room, go into the kitchen, be in the kitchen, doing something there. So, mm. um, that, that process is a practice. It's really beautiful practice to sit and meditate and breathe take your consciousness outside of yourself, look at yourself, look around the room, take it outside of the building, look at everything around you. 
And, um, and then that is the access point to the omnipresent self, which is the guide to this experience. And that, that can be overwhelming because what you start to realize is how powerful you are. Like, wow, (laughs) what I know what's happening in the other room or on the other side of my house and, and you're starting to access your telepathic abilities and these higher states of feeling. Um, and you'll start to notice when you start to do that practice, you'll start to notice subtle subtleties. You're activating your subtle body. So you'll, you'll notice sounds. You'll all of a sudden be like, you'll hear, you'll look around and say, anyone else hear that? And you're, you're hearing and feeling everything in, in the space because you're in a higher state of use and you'll start to walk into places in this awareness and you will start to be aware of other people's vibrations, yep. their breath, um, their feelings and their emotions. And, and that's important because what in the initial part, before I was in that awareness, there was feelings and emotions that were happening that I, I was confusing with my own. Yes. And so you start to become aware of, ah, okay, this is my internal space. I, I know what zero point feels like. Um, and that's what also where, uh, when you start to have these communications with yourself is like, okay, I notice I'm experiencing a feeling. And so let's say the feeling is pain or it's um, anxiety. So um, in the initial part of the process, the, the experience of that can be like scared. I, oh gosh, I'm feeling something. And then the next part of it is to witness it and allow for the feeling. So if I'm feeling angry, there's like no judgment around like, Oh, I notice I'm feeling angry interesting and you allow for the feeling and you watch yourself um and soothe yourself through that process and let the feeling move through and then at that point you're like ah now i can see where the source of that feeling came from and i can start to work into that story or that belief or that judgment and go in and forgive myself or or it's it's typically a practice of accepting and rewriting like ah okay, I see that I have, that my anger is my resentment towards this person because I wasn't able to communicate my feelings to them. Mm -hmm. And so, because I was scared of how they would react to me communicating with them. And so I held it in and now it's manifesting as anger. Mm. And they're like, oh, okay, I can have compassion for myself that I'm learning how to communicate. And then Ah, and then they'd be excited about it. Like a little kid, like, Oh, cool. I learned a new trick. And instead of being like, Oh shoot, I should have done this. Or I should have done that. I was like, no, oh, it's perfect. You right. now you're in the awareness and the opportunity will present itself over and over and over again until you learn the lesson. Definitely. And, um, so that's what you're starting to, uh, experience there. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, it's been happening more and more. It's a really interesting awareness. Um, going back to the thing I've had that before too, where I feel like really sad, but like in this physical reality, nothing has happened that would make me sad. And Mm. I've wondered one, is it possible? I mean, yes, it's possible, but it could be, do you think it could even be like a past life thing coming in? Cause it's all simultaneous. Or could I also be absorbing other people's emotions perhaps is that that could be possible as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's where the inquiry process starts to happen. So a feeling comes in, And so the first thing is like, I am not the feeling. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. I I I am, and my and I'm I'm the observer. Right. So then, the, so then, once I can uh, disassociate myself from the, from the feeling and be like, okay, um, maybe that's not the right word. It's I want I'm experiencing the feeling, but it's not me. Sure. So then I can say, interesting. Okay, I'm I notice this feeling, and then you start to ask. So where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And then this is where you go into the process of 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 asking those questions. So you can say, is this the collective consciousness I'm feeling? Cause it's very, we are, it is a very apparent what's happening in the collective consciousness. Am I experiencing maybe something that's going on with my daughters? Um, people that when you're in a, a space with the people, um, it can be that, that our auras are around, depending on the person, like a really expansive aura would be nine feet. So it's a huge radius. Um, so, moving around you can you can pick up your empathic abilities can pick up other people's emotions and so it is it is worth the inquiry to say oh i'm i'm experiencing sadness right now where is it coming from and it can be ancestral like oh okay something's coming up um and then you start to do body check-ins so what I'll do is your body is the truth that will speak the truth to you. So you'll, you'll have these moments where you're like, Oh, and you feel activated. It's like a body truth. Like, Oh yeah, that's it. And so you can start to ask and, and, and see how your body reacts hmm. and um, listen. And then was your, as you're hearing the voices, this is where you can kind of get into like intuition and guides start to start to say, okay, I hear the internal voice, the internal dialogue, where, where is it sourced from? So for example, when I speak with Yeshua, he talks to me through the top of my crown right here. And then I have a material guide that guides me on like the material plane, as far as like money and wealth and those types of things are concerned. And it speaks to me in the back of my head. Grandmother ayahuasca speaks from me here. Then my into my intuition will, there's, there's two access points. It's through here and then through my third eye. So you'll start to say, okay, who's the voice that's, that's speaking to me. And so I'll go through, it's like, this is my higher self. And like your body will have a yes or no. And like, okay, is this Yeshua? And like, oh, it's Yeshua. So then I'll check in with my guides on different aspects to understand where the feeling's coming from. And then I'm like, is this an ancestral thing? And then I'll feel like a yes. And then, but maybe the yes comes from a different point. So maybe the yes comes from over here. Like, well, who's that speaking? (laughs) And then you like identify who that guide is. Um, So (laughs) it's a little bit. um, I I actually, it's sad in some ways when I think about it because it becomes a little bit schizophrenic. Yeah. Because you're like. Okay, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in the room here. We're, we've got a lot going on, and um, and I think of people who like have schizophrenia and that how how activated this gift is for them, and how we haven't necessarily as a society been able to um, nourish them because they are mediums, they're channels to um, different beings and entities. That and as I've gone more and more in this awakening process, and I allow for the it to be comfortable with myself. Like, okay, I'm, I'm safe. I'm always safe. And I have different check-in points when I start to feel overwhelmed. Um, because there is one key guide in this is that we have free choice. Right. 
So we are the decree of what we experience and it is the way of the light to ask permission. So some beings and some some of these types of um, different spirits that come in, they can be like a mocking spirit or an obsessor spirit or like a hungry ghost. They're, they're in so much pain. They're in it. They're in a dimension that is who knows how long they've been there suffering because at some point when they transitioned, they were so attached to their suffering that they were not able to go and recycle back into the light. And so, um, as we start to activate our empathic abilities, what a lot of times is happening is people are, they have an access point to some of these spirits because they're in their own suffering process. And so they, these spirits will come in. They're ultimately teachers They're They have a purpose, and, but the, the reaction can be like, no, I don't want this. Ah, I don't like these, these sure. I have these nightmares and there's a spirit, there's an entity. That's the first phase. The second phase is like, I'm safe. So you come into your safety and you have your safety mantra or whatever it is of, of your practice. And then you start to have inquiry with them, like acceptance, like, okay, you are an aspect of myself and I love myself. I am the light. So how can I interact with you? Um, and, and there, you can send them on their way. Like, Oh, you're not allowed in my space. You know, bye. And, and that's, that's, that's actually like the second phase. The first phase is like, I'm aware. Second phase is like, okay, they're there. And like, I don't know how to deal with this. I, I need to clear my energy. And then the, inevitably some will come back. And then you get in the next one is how can we integrate together? So how can I help you in your healing process? And if it's like a really uh, aggravated spirit, a lot of times I'll, I'll, when I'll say, is this a spirit? And, like, and then I'll hear, yeah. And I'll be able to say, and it's a type of telepathic communication, can you reveal yourself? And then typically what I see is a really frightened little kid, Aww. like a, just a, ch- a scared child. So they'll show up and they look like some kind of crazy demon or the energy is like, whoa, abrasive. And it's just this scared, scared little kid that is lashing out. And when you just say, you're okay, I accept you, you're okay. And then they, they calm down and you're able to say, how can I help you? And then in my process, um, m- most of the time they want to, they, they want light. They're, they want to go to the light. They want to, they want to leave their suffering and they, they need someone to help them. So I will put out my hand and offer them to an altar. So I'll imagine like a, uh, a beautiful white altar and I'll take them to the altar and I'll lift them and then they'll, and then I'll like go like this and they'll recycle back into spirit and my turban just fell out. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So when something that helped me a lot in the process was I, I was studying a teacher that, um, studies mediumship and there's a, book called spiritism by alan kardec and did i talk about this in the last show i don't think so okay so during um i it was like around 200 years ago uh in france there was it was becoming common to do these seances so people would come together they would sit around a table and they would invoke uh, an energy. And then these tables will lift up the ground and start spinning and go into the air. Um, and it'd be, they would have these seance parties 
And then, uh, then mediums started to come out of this. So there, there was a, a method of mediumship that, that was birthed out of this um, movement. Um, and Alain Kardec was a scientist and a teacher, and uh, he, he was fascinated with what was going on and was guided to do a scientific experiment on the, with these mediums. Um, and excuse me, he went to different seances to experience what was happening. And then he created a scientific process where he would work with the medium and he would ask the mediums the same questions. And he was going all around France. These mediums didn't know each other and they would have the same answers. So they're accessing the same consciousness. Um, and so through that, he was able to, they were able to identify different spirits in the spirit world. And then through that process, um, we're able now to start to navigate with them. Um, and as well as it's the same kind of concept with our angels and our guides who just love us so much. They are just with us every single moment, even when it seems like, how can I go on any further? They're there just helping you, nourishing you. Um, so that, that was a big part of my transition was at first when I had my awakening process, I was like, ah, go away. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, I'm love and you're all an aspect of my consciousness. So how can we integrate and be together? I had a really fascinating conversation with my friend the other day who was in a, um, a Vipassana and she was sharing that in she, somewhere in the middle of it, this spirit came and it was just bothering her and it was just, and it was getting, and then finally she was like, look, you're a part of me where let's be friends, you know? So, um, if you're going to be here and be a part of my life, um, would you be open to being in service? And the spirit was like, yeah, she's like, okay, well I can really use help with my, um, my retreats and my different programs I'm, I'm operating. Can you help me with that? And the spirit was like, sure. And so, she started booking more, more, uh, retreat people coming through more, more sessions. And, um, so it ended up being a spirit that she was able to incorporate in that way as a guide. Um, so it was like, it get, got enlisted in, in her, um, in her guidance. Wow. That's really <laughs> neat. Oh my gosh. It's a lot to unpack. Um, I've heard about all this stuff, but if you're hearing it for the first time, I could definitely see how people would, yes, think it's like schizophrenic or something. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a lot to take in. Um, I've heard that from mediums that I know too, though. Like, they'll go places and actually have to, like, protect their energy because otherwise, like, if they'll go, like, one of the ladies that I've seen, when she flies, because she's around so many people on the plane and she'll just get nonstop information downloading and chatter and she mm. can feel the feelings of everybody like we were talking about before. So yeah, I think there's an aspect of like, you said like sometimes you like say, please leave and you can protect yourself. You always have the ability to protect yourself. You always can mm -hmm. be in light. You can always be in love. But if you're willing to um, engage and um, invite in, you can do that as well. But you can always first protect yourself, right? Protect whatever's coming in um, but if you're willing to, like you said, engage and ask if you want to be, you know, in the light, it sounds like, I mean, at least from your experience, some that may appear as evil or dangerous or whatever, 
typically if they're coming in, they want the light from your yeah, experience so, at least, right? Yeah. So even in that concept, I, I realized that there, there really isn't, um, there really isn't evil. Mm. Um, it's an energy. So even uh, there's a really cool story in the Bhagavad Gita where the sage is by the river and the, and the, the scorp there's a scorpion that falls in he's just meditating and he reaches into the river and pulls out the scorpion the scorpion stings him and then he puts it back on the bank and then he'll sit for a while another scorpion will come in and stings him and this little kid comes over and says sage why are you doing that they keep stinging you and he says it's in the dharma of the scorpion to sting me mm. and it's in the dharma of the human to save and so these, all of these energies, everything that's happening in the world, it is all part of their path. It's all part of the path. And so at some point, um, that was what, how their soul was choosing to um, experience God. And it all ends in the same place. So that helps a lot when um, breaking down the duality and coming into like a oneness state of mind and coming into acceptance of saying, okay, that's happening. Um, and that's, that's what it is. It is what it is there. And, and then think, and then you come to an alignment with your path. Okay. So my truth is, um, is the, is the, when we use words like the way of the light and, and love and, the the light as we perceive it is a hue it's a gradient um it's a frequency and so we're aligning with that frequency because that is aligned with our our source center and that's our path into our awakening um and those and the in the the concept of like evil and darkness is a reflection of so of our light so we're like, I'm okay. And then it becomes a propellant to, or um, a proponent to lift us um, as that pressure increases. So the, it's by design. Um, some of these things that perceive, are perceived as evil, they're all just teachers. Um, that's their role at that time. I, I, in my experience of meditating and going back into different how many experiences I've had. I was, I remember being a coconut tree and like an ant and a fruit fly. Wow. And, um, and then I had some experiences as a human where I wasn't a very great person. I mean, I wasn't, I was, I was not very kind and maybe at that time would be considered bad or evil, but it was the process of, of self love. Like I'm showing up in this way to understand and an aspect of myself. And then once I had the experience, it's like, ah, okay. So the next incarnation, this, this, I'll have another experience, which is guided by my karma. Um, and that's an interesting component. Cause I, the more I start to get into this path, I'm starting to understand more the aesthetics, more of the Buddhists and the Tibetans and why they live in such a simple way. Um, because as we talk about the illusion, it will, it keeps, we get to keep coming back, keep having these experiences. Um, the soul has a desire to have a husband and a wife and kids, and then has that experience. And then the next experience may say, well, in that experience of learning how to, this expansiveness of having a partnership and my love of my 
partner and my love of my daughter. That was absolutely amazing. What is it? What is it? But during that time, I didn't necessarily travel the world and see everything that I wanted to see. So there's a desire left in the heart to, to understand that. So maybe the next experience comes in and you're a traveler, a sadhu, and the design for your life wasn't, isn't to necessarily be in partnership. And so it's key to move away from comparison and be in a place of acceptance and self-love of what you're choosing because your vibration, your frequency, everything that's happening is so perfect. It's like, it's what is necessary for your, your evolution. And that really helps in the process of like acceptance and self-love. And it uh, all doesn't make it easy because it may not fit in the framework of what the cultural ideals are. Right. And <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> Okay, let's get to that next, but, um, gosh, and by the way, if anyone hears my baby, she is screaming in the background. That is the most beautiful sound. (laughs) If if you guys haven't figured out by now, I've said this before, I'm very transparent. I, this is a DIY podcast. I do it for my dining room table, but you know what? It's been, it's been doing good things and one day I'll have my own separate studio from the house, but Mm. it's real life. Um, uh, my husband is in there with her. Don't worry. I don't like leave her in there screaming forever. <laughs> um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, she's a sweetie. Um, okay, wow. There's so much. So that is interesting. Reincarnation, obviously. You don't just have to come back as another human. You may have been an animal or another living, uh, you know, tree or something. I always used to think of it as like you would come back and like, you know, you learn something and you like graduate, you keep going up the thing, but you can some, couldn't you, from your understanding, do you think it's possible? It must be where you would maybe come back as a tree or an animal, or would you not necessarily go, I guess, in human terms backwards, or are there no rules when it comes to that? Mm. Uh, in my current understanding, the transgression of consciousness is your, your, you typically continue to ascend into higher states That's of consciousness, which, okay. Um, is relative. Uh, it's relative. Um, however, what, what, in my experience, what I'm uh, as a human, this is a little bit interesting because. So I have a monad, which is like my son. So I'm like a I'm a son, a baby son. At some point, maybe in 13 billion incarnations, I will actually be a son of a universe where I'm cultivating my own universe, the, the own expansion that it's a quite a process to elevate to that point. Um, however, my, my, my seed of my consciousness is here in this monad and this is how I'm experiencing it. So take, take it as uh, sure, it makes sense to you. Yeah. So a fractal of myself comes down and is in behind my heart. And that is my soul here. I am also having a simultaneous experience in the solar system of Sirius, which is about 60 million years in the future. Mm. My higher self is in the seventh dimension, sixth or seventh dimension. And so it is the, my higher self, like my Christ self, my Buddha nature, it only sees me as an angel would see me in the perfect 
I'm absolutely perfect. It loves me so much and it is constantly stewarding each one of my experiences into higher states of expansiveness and love and our unification with the creator. Um, and yeah, I speak about these things in a way where it's like, I, I, t- I tend to hold my beliefs very loosely. Um, I like very rarely would I say I strongly believe. It's like, sure. I loosely believe <laughs> yeah. like I'm in the awareness. I'm believing this at the moment. It feels an alignment. And so sure. I'm operating this. And I also understand that as my awareness shifts, that a whole new world will awaken to me. Um, the other day there was a dog on the street and it was injured. And these wild dogs are so amazing here in Tulum and they they just have the coolest life and they, they don't usually interact with me, but they, they do know that if they're, they're hurt that they can come to a human and a human can help them. So I, I could tell that it needed help. So I took it and we, we got it mended up and got it some medicine for its ear and it wasn't, it was, it made sense to me that it came and rested in my house. I had never gone upstairs before. So it got to the stairs and it was like frozen. It couldn't do it. And so me as his guide was like, it's okay. And I'm like, well, showing him. And, like, and then I picked it up and carried it up the stairs and brought it in the house and said, it's okay. Here, see, it wasn't that big a deal. And then we went down. One oh, yeah, one second. Yeah. Babe, just take her out and we'll cut this. Okay. Sorry. Nap time's not happening. It's so great that you're uh, ten, tending to her when they cry. It's like, oh. I mean, we and- let her cry sometimes and she'll stop, but today she's had a nap striker, apparently. We, it's also daylight savings. Maybe that's whacking it out. I don't know. Oh, daylight savings is such so, a bizarre concept. I know. I'm like, Please, it's like, can we not oh, do oh, this oh, anymore? <laughs> Why are we doing this to our circadian rhythms? I know, it's, like, it's yeah. so annoying. But So he's going to grab her out. Um, we'll just cut this part out. Sorry about that. Could you hear oh, her beautiful. crying? No, a little bit. A little bit. Okay. At the same time, it's kind of like one of those things that's like, oh, what a beautiful sound. Well, you, I'm glad you think that. I hope others would have some patience with that, but it's starting to get distracting, so it's okay. Okay, <laughs> you got okay. her out. We can start up. Start back in. Um, I have to remember. Let me look at the time. Like 41. Sorry. We'll cut that out. Okay. All right. Sorry. What were you? Okay. So you're talking about the yeah. dog and then mm-hmm. you were the yeah, guy. So, uh, so the dog, I bring the dog back down because it's not going to walk down the stairs. So I bring it back down the stairs. And that is what I'm experiencing is that I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm starting to arrive to new states of awareness where I'm the dog. Like <gasps> I've never seen this before. And then my spirit guides will, I'll be like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I'm scared. And they're like, it's okay. And I'm like, okay, breathe. I can do this. And then they, and they're like, would you like to see? And I'm like, okay, but I'm like, can you help me? And like, they will carry me into the experience and show me, and along the way, I get to see the path that I'm meant to walk to realize that experience. And then they'll bring me back to where I'm at. And I'm like, okay, yeah. now it's like I get to walk one step at a time test. And, and also having grace and patience with myself that there's like, there's no hurry. I'm in no rush. Sure. Even for being human, it's like I – I can see where at some point I'll transcend the human experience. Um, also what an amazing experience. Yes. This is such a phenomenal 
really cool. I mean, it's impossible. Like it's these the earbuds, thing. it's like everything is everything. so fantastic. And um, and when I'm reading with reading the channel, I'm reading this book right now. Um, it's called uh, The Way of Mastery. It's a channel teachings of Yeshua. And it has um, some practices to help understand what it was like to access that point of consciousness that he had. Um, I heard a story from someone who um, had a medium type experience during the time of Yeshua. And he said that, um, that the, that the actual depiction of him on the cross is incorrect, mm. that he actually died with a massive smile on his face because mm. he was in absolute Samadhi, like oneness with, with, with God. Cause he, he was just, just in love with even the, even the, even the people that were like staking his hands, he was just, he saw himself in them. He's like, I have compassion for you. I love you. I forgive you. Um, and that, that type of access point is possible to all humans. Also it's possible to all humans and be having a dimensional experience. So living in a, in that aspects. Uh, and so why the reason I bring that up is that it is all part of the process and to just be patient and loving towards where, where you're at. And none of it looks the same. It's going to look different for every person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I take moments out of my day, and this is my part of my practice, to just even if like I take a sip of something, like I'll drink water or drink whatever, just be like, wow, this is so amazing. Like this is such an incredible experience. Like, and I'm grateful. Just having reverence for the most simple yeah. things, even just like lifting my head off the pillow, being like, wow. I get to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everything is to have gratitude. Yeah. For this experience. I know that's one thing I think my daughters really help me every night when we go to bed and I'm rocking her. I just say, thank you God for this experience. Like, wow, what an amazing experience to be here physically to learn how to love and be loved. Like, wow. You know, it's, it is when you become really in tune to it. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Um, you know, my ego, like my brain is like, it's also sounds exhausting. Like I had a reading where the guy told me I had been here like 10,000 times. <laughs> That's a lot of times, but he's like, you just love earth. You keep coming back. And I've had the same thing. I've been told I'm from like sixth or so dimension and also from Sirius potentially. So that's interesting. Maybe that's why we're connected somehow. Who knows? Well, as far as I understand, um, there is a prophet named Sanat Kumara, and he was the, this is how I'm understanding this right now, and uh, is, he's the prophet of, of Venus. And these, these, these planets, they're, we're not really necessarily aware of what's happening on them. Like they may look like dust, but there is a, probably an abundant other dimensional world happening there an experience that our eyes cannot see there's so much that we cannot see oh, or yeah, cannot yeah. hear so um the 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 concept of human like geez what an incredible idea of of the human and this three-dimensional reality of like taste and smell and touch um and we get to we, we slowly decay 
some of these other experiences are, they're just light. So they have the experience and they're light the whole time. And then the light goes off and that's the end of the experience where it's here. I mean, it's a very tangible, even though it is, it it is an illusion. It is a very tangible, it feels very real as it's happening. Like this feels real to me. Um, and so he, he was going around the universe, um, because through the process of becoming that level of consciousness, let's say that you're from Sirius, which is theoretically 60 million years in the future. So that's a long time. So that, that advancement of your consciousness has the capacity through meditation to consciously, um, because you're aware of your monad to separate itself and then come in and choose to have an experience through the, through the path, through the, the stewardship of the, like a, a courier. Um, there's like a courier service of souls. Um, so a lot of us here, when they talk about star seeds, we volunteered, we just like, let's go, let's go to earth. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to jump into the loop of the samsara, the, the, the Kali Yuga, the confusion of this, where we're at right now and help steward humanity into illumination. And so we are all in service in that way. There's nothing anytime. So sometimes there's this thought process as a, as a human, like I'm not doing enough. And we're so aware of all these suffering and you're doing so much. You're all of us are doing so much, just showing up and being the light, carrying that light, um, doing whatever we can, just the simplest things, sure. um, you know, raising, raising your daughter and being with your husband and doing this podcast this is a massive service. Uh, how many people does this touch? And then it's also the very simple things of the stuff that nobody sees. Um, yeah, helping somebody like, or something. And yeah. Not everyone's going to come and do the same, you know, not everyone's going to be a doctor. Not everyone's going to, you know, spend their life helping homeless or something like the things we think about when you like serving, but yeah, I've heard that too. Like just coming, choosing to come here is it, everyone here is such a brave soul, right? To come to this place because it has its confusing moments and we're talking about how it's all good and grateful it is, but it can be hard in the human this experience, but, and then there's things to learn and suffering and all that stuff. Like you said, we're actually separate from that, but in the human experience, it doesn't feel like we're separate sometimes, yes. right? So I think just being here, um, as volunteers, I think, yes, like that in itself just is raising the planet's vibration. Um, but like you said, even just doing small things, if everyone just giving someone a smile, wishing someone love as you pass them uh, in traffic, uh, anything is your vibrations. Um, I totally agree with that. Um, such brave souls to be here. Yeah. Yeah, and a, and a really, it's interesting. The, the greatest tool is meditation is breath and staying with your breath. And there's like some saying I've heard a few times where it's like, if you don't have time to meditate then meditate for two hours type thing, um, sit down and meditate. Cause what happens is, um, we, it can be tricky when the, especially when you're talking about monetary things, cause there's a sense of the ego wants to be safe. Once you, you, there's a process of realizing that I'm completely safe, I'm held and guided. And then, 
and and I'm still working into this faith, into surrendering into the guidance that God is taking care of me, and um, and everything is all taken care of. It's all good, uh, and doing less and being more. So, did all right. Oh, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. It's like no, I don't have to do anything, and well, I want to, where's this going to come from? And it's like letting go of the how, because that's the logical mind and just allowing, allowing for it to arrive. And the more stillness that, that you're able to create and that, and I, and this is why I found Kundalini yoga, such a huge practice for me because it has a structure that I can follow, um, a system that allows for me to, to create stillness that has different mantras to help um, protect against intrusive thoughts, different practices to help expand my electromagnetic field so that only what is serving me comes in and the rest just can't come, come into my space. Um, and then I, the more still I can get the radio dial becomes more and more clear with my higher self and God. And then it's a freaking miracle. What happens? Like I, I went to the ATV place. Cause I was like, okay, it's time to get an ATV for my land and building a sanctuary here in Tulum. And I went there and, um, I left and I'm driving and I hit the blinker to go left. And I didn't realize I hit the kill switch and I turned left and luckily I made it to the intersection and then the, and then the ATV dies. Mm. I'm like sitting there. And two weeks ago I met a guy who's like the ATV guy. He knows everything. And I was going to buy a used one and he taught me how to drive an ATV. And I sat there and I was like, so the, the, the next step was, um, the, the first thing is the mind will like, Oh, well, it's, you know, I'm going to, and I was like, no, I'm just going to come into stillness for a second. And I was thinking about him and I'm like, Hmm, what would he say? Like, can I remember his lessons? And then he walks up. He's like, Hey, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, and he's like, Hey man, he walks up. He's like, yeah, you can <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, this that's is so, so incredible. Crazy. And, and that's the kind of stuff that yeah. when you start to surrender and realize, okay, instead of me being a human doing, I'm going to try to like do this, do this. And like, I'm going to be a human being and I'm going to stop and allow for the universe to come to me and present itself mm-hmm. in, in, in fold. And, um, it becomes less of a miracle It's first. It's like, Oh my God, this is a miracle. There's magic. And then you're like, actually that is the state that is the state that we are in it is the normal state to be in a state of of relatively instant manifestation yeah um yeah i this is a good reminder for me because i'm a virgo man and i'm always um, like, virgo too oh you are yeah i think Triple i do that virgo. actually oh my gosh i can't help it like i just love to like get things done and stay organized but i do i like i'm really trying to just set aside time to like meditate more. And I know that that ebbs and flows obviously in life. Like I'm trying to give myself a break when I'm telling my personal story. I'm hoping to like, you know, other people, like if you're busy, it's okay. You're not shaming. It's just like, I have a baby. Like maybe right now this is a busier time. That's why I'm so, I think I'm so attracted to the informational part of the spiritual awakening, but I am, that's why I really wanted to talk about guides because I'm craving to actually practice it more. And I know Mm. it'll ebb and flow, but I, this is a good conversation because oh my gosh, so many of us just to slow down for a minute. Like it's okay to leave the dishes in the sink just tonight, just one night of this week and go meditate. Take care of yourself. Like it's so hard. We're right, distracted in this like human 
experience on this earth, but like you said, it's actually our natural state, our intuition, our third eye to be able to be in, in contact with all these different realms and beings. We think it's like crazy, but actually that's our true essence, our true spirit. And I mean, I've talked to a lot of different guests on the show about aliens and, and, you know, ET's ET experience. There's so many people that can see those beings and talk to those beings telepathically and, they can do crazy stuff, like the stuff you see in movies, going through walls and healing. And I mean, think about the stories of Jesus being able to heal people. And I mean, there's been healers from the beginning of time, right? So it sounds crazy, but when you start having those personal experiences like you did with the ATV or I've had little things with like hummingbirds coming up and I was asking my spirit guides to come through and then I had a reading tell me the hummingbird was my great-grandmother. When you start having them personally, you start to understand like, wow, there is so much more. Mm. But it takes practice, meditation, Mm -hmm. awareness, consciousness, openness, Mm. you know. So I just love hearing everyone's experiences like this because if you're feeling these things, you're not crazy. For anyone listening, yeah. you're not crazy. It's so real. But you, you, until you experience it, we could blab all day, right? And it's not about changing people's minds. But I think, oh, well, someone thinks something of me. I'm not going to let my ego like worry about that. Um, but I hope people that are listening, either this sparks interest or you might be nodding your head like, yes, I've had those experiences and you're not alone. And that's something I wanted to kind of touch on before we, you know, wrap up. But what um what is some of your advice because i've had this recently too where people are like what are you talking about like had friends like Mm. are you okay i feel like you've changed a lot and same thing as you were saying like there's things just aren't interesting to me anymore that i used to like to do Mm. um i've shifted and your priorities change when you're becoming more awakened so like what do you do and i will say i kind of got defensive naturally my ego I'm like dude what are you talking about like I'm super happy and then my friend's like well this is all new to me too and I was like oh that made me think like she doesn't know about some of this stuff Mm. I need to be compassionate to her and you know what I mean so I'm like well if you're ever open to listening to some of my podcasts or if you want to talk about this stuff I'd be happy to like I want to be Mm. available right so what are some tips or experiences you've had for people that are coming to you out of concern or they're confused or your friendship starts to fizzle mm. as you're in this awakening. Mm. The what's helped me a ton is nonviolent communication by Marshall Rosenberg. Mm. <clears throat> and that for a while and still right now, I really, really studied it because it helps to break down um, it, cause we've been taught to be defensive yeah and have to prove ourselves as we're right. And, to me. and so, and that is a, that's a kind of an, um, an older paradigm and, and moving more away into what you're saying is compassion. And it, it is, um, it is a process. It's a practice. And each one of those people act as a mirror for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned now cause I, it's been difficult and I've had moments where, I've been just completely separated. I haven't been able to, um, the, the triggering of my own triggering or, um, with a family member or a friend where, um, they're, they're not necessarily accepting my reality. Yeah. And then it comes into the, 
And so then I then then the, the wounding starts to, to surface there, and then doubt. Um, and so the, it, it is it, it's part of the process, and there are tools and mechanisms to to help with that because um, ultimately it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It actually matters nothing at all. Uh, and it's easy to say that. And then it's a practice of like actually experiencing that and seeing where taught us our whole life to care what other people think about us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there, and, and even right now society, you were talking earlier about, um, crazy it's once you start to come into this awakening and you come into the awareness and you're and you're experiencing this some people will talk about like as like a fifth dimensional experience we we, you're experiencing a flow state where uh the world is just naturally moving with you and you're in this balanced state where it's less effort and it's more just grace and ease and that was that's actually the design which makes sense um, and so then once you're like, wait a second, I don't need to, to be suffering. I don't have to do a job that I don't want to be doing. I don't have to do anything. And uh, I, I can sleep in. It's okay to sleep and rest and take care of my health. And then it's okay for me to take my space and go for a walk. Or, you know, right now I'm going to eat a whole bag of chips. I'm going to wear it. And like, it feels good. Okay, I'm going to go. And like, it's okay. It doesn't mean anything. I, I had the experience. It, it's all showing you like, okay, well, why, why did I do that? And ah, you know what, it's, I'm, I'm self, I'm soothing myself because of this relationship or this communication breakdown that I'm having over here. Okay. That's all right. And now how do I go from there? And so Marshall Rosenberg's, um, practice that starts to get rid of any sort of concept of right or wrong and helps to frame a communication structure where you're speaking from, uh, a feeling like I'm feeling this way. Like I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable and then not and the, instead of like, you're doing this and you're and it's like, no, 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 who cares what they're doing? Right, it's like, right. they're doing, they're acting, they're doing something. No, I'm noticing it's eliciting a feeling. Okay. And like I start that I'm observing that their action without judgment is happening. All right. How's it making me feel? Ah, I feel uneasy. And then where can I speak from a place of, of like, Hey, I'm, I'm noticing when this, um, action happens that I'm, I'm experiencing this feeling. It's not making me feel this way. Mm-hmm. I'm experiencing a feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you can start to speak from there. Also what happens is, is, um, and then you can, and like, like, let go of demands. Like, would you be open to, is it, um, how about we try this and mm-hmm. starting to use permission, um, and starting and using your words to help um, speak around your boundaries because yeah. uh, this helps that also helps about communicating boundaries and letting go of any sort of shame or guilt or judgment the the biggest key um, in my practice right now is anytime I, I observe the feeling of shame or judgment or guilt um, to just let it go like what it, I don't like I, there's no reason for me to carry that forgive myself um, and, and, and move and move on. And, um, that his framework really helps in this process of having the communication with your loved ones and your friends where I'm, I'm saying I'm not doing, it's not that I'm not doing this anymore. It's that I'm moving into this path. So like 
I'm, and that way it's not framed in a negative. It's like, I'm done with this. It's like, no, 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 that was beautiful. This, I, and I, I really enjoyed all these experiences that, that happened Maybe going to parties or drinking. They were great. They served me in that process. Sure. And I can tell that these other experiences are, are more serving for me. And I'm choosing, I'm choosing to spend more time over here and in, into this path. And I, I really appreciate your support in, in that process. And, and you start to, um, when you have an altercation with someone who, who maybe will trigger you, um, uh, something I do that helps me is like, is to remove myself as like my wounding and come into like the compassionate part of my aspect and say, what is it this soul or this being in front of me needs? Like, where are they, where are they, where, where can I help soothe them in their, in their healing and assure them in their heart? Um, like my, my, my dad sent me like a worrisome, he was worried about me, sent me this news article and my initial reaction was like, ah, dad, like, why are you reading these news articles? And like, why are you worrying? Like, I'm doing just like, think of me and like fondly and know that I'm doing so well and, and use your imagination to create a beautiful life for me. And then it's like, you know, he loves you. Like most of the time, all this stuff that's happening and your friends and stuff where they, they love you and they're, they don't know how to separate that love from like the love of the identity and the love of freedom. So I love you freely is like, I love you as you are. I accept you. You don't have to change a bit. Mm-hmm. That is like the best love at the highest love. Yeah. Then, and, and so they may be operating or we, it can happen where I love you. And I, I and I love the idea of, our relationship with the idea of who you are, because it makes me feel safe in my identity and my ego. And as you change and are adapting, it's hurting. I'm, I feel like I'm dying because (laughs) my identity is shattering and I don't, and I've identified myself with you and, and what you can do in your higher state and we call the higher state, but in this elevated phase of love is to just have compassion for them. It's like, and listen and hold space and, um, they're the, they're the absolute best teachers. And I, I pray for them the most, the ones that trigger me, the ones that, um, seem like my, my enemy, cause I have no enemies. Um, <laughs> and they, uh, they're my, I, I, I love, I love them the greatest because they're in my path to great, yeah. greater understanding. That's true. Triggering people that trigger you probably could learn some of the greatest lessons. So it's actually a gift, huh? It's just about perspective. Like yes. with this mirror, this is reflecting me. There's yes. any, anything that's boiling inside of me. If you're me triggered or, by somebody ah. else, there's something inside of you. <laughs> that's what's going on right now. Yep. And we get to see it. And so many people are awakening to like moving away from you made me feel that way and saying like, no, you are a reflection of myself mm. and my internal emotions are independent of you. And so what about myself? What about my ego, mm. my stories, my belief systems is allowing for this to affect me mm. um, and taking full accountability of every uh, experience aspect um, of your life. And that is, that is the, that is the first step in freedom. Why, Guru? Wow. I love it all. 
Ego death. Ego death. <laughs> one after another. After We're another, all after going another. through this. Even if you don't know that you are, you are. And if you're ever getting triggered, you're going through it, friends. You're going through it. <laughs> We're all going through it. And it's so good, but it's hard to. And that's why we need extra compassion for ourselves mm. and everybody. We're here yeah. together going through this. And it's really cool because it's a collective shift and it's we're on our way to even better good things and it's it's good it just feels hard so don't get trapped in the illusion of it being bad it's actually a good thing it's forcing us change forces us to change and evolve which is the whole point (laughs) Mm. wow so where i'm at now in my next phase is as i'm studying the path so um, as, as you start to evolve and move through and you've had so many incarnations and you have this epigenetic inc- uh, line of incarnations and ancestral incarnations. So it's just, it's huge. Uh, during that time, different ascended masters, different prophets were accessible to you in each existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm finding is, is that you will naturally incarnate in places where, um, you have access to the teachings that your soul is ready for. Mm. And so some people may be really, so if you, for example, uh, being incarnates in India, they, they, they knew that they wanted to learn in that lineage that maybe the path of Shiva or the, or the Brahmas or the Vishnu's or, um, that, that makes sense for them or, um, or if they were in China or Japan, it could be some sort of like, uh, Buddhist um, path or Tibet. And uh, so for whatever reason, um, uh, I know it, there is a reason and I'm, I'm really aligned with the path of Christ in, in Yeshua. I, I use the Sikh methodology because they were channeling the language, the um, Gurumukhi language that is light codes. So as I'm chanting, it's working in my subtle bodies to help me release any karma stuff that's in my subconscious stuff. I don't even know about is like moving on. Um, so I use, that's like my, that's my fundamental framework is this is the Sikhi path, especially in, in the line with Kundalini yoga. And then, uh, that gives me a ability to retain the teachings of Yeshua because the, and, and now I'm, I'm, I'm starting to trans, into more of an ascetic path. Um, it's, it's becoming aligned for me to, um, have very little, maybe, uh, maybe nothing and, um, and moving into a state of, of meditation. I don't know how long, but, um, that seems to be where I'm at. Uh, and when I first started this path, uh, I remember thinking the way that I'm dressed and like, like I never, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be wearing like all white and like wearing a head, like a head covering. That's like, I, I want to live my life. And, um, and you can, there is no restrictions. Um, and some people like their work is their spiritual path. There is their, their partnership, their, raising the kids that is exactly it so um when you can take the teachings and still live in your your design path um and then what can happen is is just 
makes, you'll just make a natural progression. And it's not like it, it doesn't typically happen where everything just like stops at once. It's always a, a little bit like your soul and your guides understand what you're able to, to, um, hold. So they're not going to put anything in front of you. That's too much. Like, ah, you can't do it. No, no, you can't. And, and it's just take your time, just breathe, take your time, have gratitude, enjoy the journey, be constant gratitude. Like, wow, this is far (laughs) out. What kind of ride am I on? Crazy. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. And that's probably why, you know, a lot of people aren't hearing stuff or I haven't, you know, heard a lot of stuff, but I've been starting to have little things come through with meditations where I feel like I'm actually seeing little small bits of visualizations. And I'm like, what is that really happening? I don't know. And then my mind's like, no, but I'm like, dude, maybe it is coming through. I wasn't ready for it a while ago, but like, I don't know, I'm feeling more ready. Right. So it's, it is, it's a process and being patient with yourself. And again, like Virgo joke, I'm like, I just want to start channeling now. Like I want to get to it. I want to like evolve. And I'm like, dude, you cannot rush your spiritual journey. Like clearly if you have been here 10,000 times, you obviously keep coming back to learn something, Lauren. So like chill. So yeah, there's a beauty in just being patient and respecting yourself and your spiritual journey, be authentic. Like you said, I listened to a podcast. Um, I always reference him because I love his podcast, Luke story, but he was talking to, um, you probably know who it is. She's actually was a Sikh um, teacher who passed away. A woman, a couple. Uh, Guru Jagat. Yes, uh, I listened to that episode, um, and I just got goosebumps. I was listening to it, and then I looked her up, and I had found out that she had just passed away. But I was actually thinking about death. It was the weirdest thing, like all these things that come through, right? But she was speaking about how um, making sure that you're authentic in your spiritual journey too. Like you said, you like to wear the turban in white. Um, but like you said, you don't have to do that. Um, only do it if it feels right to you because you're being authentic to yourself. And I think that's a whole nother episode that could be talked about sometime is even sp- spiritual people, of course, cause we're people, um, can not always have like pure intentions or there is an ego in your spiritual journey too, right? We always talk about dropping the ego, mm. but even in your spiritual journey, you can have a spiritual ego. So it's fascinating. Um, but it's very simple. Like you said, it comes down to gratitude, love, compassion, breath work. We make it complicated, but really things will come as they're supposed to. It's all eb- ebbs and flows, right? So anyways. Wow, you just said a lot of really cool stuff. I, yeah, I sorry. Like, I you, like, you can't rush your spiritual journey. I love, I love that line. Yeah. You can't, you can't, it's, it's either like, there is no, there's nothing to rush to. Yeah. Well, it's either coming through or it's not. We're eternal. So we got a while. So might as well chill and, you know, yeah. Yes. That, that helps a lot. And cause I, even in myself, like, I'm like, I see the, what it, I've had experience of, 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 of enlightenment for small glimpses of time and experience of Christ consciousness and Buddha nature so when you have that experience, you are like, Oh my goodness. Wow. And then it's like, how do I crystallize that in an all in a, in a constant state of being? And then for me in my Virgo nature, I'm like, it's time to train, you know, yeah. it's time to like, I gotta get myself ready. And there, and that's, it's, 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 it's normal to have that yeah. push and that drive and that desire uh, and, and you're right. Like, it's like, okay, well, okay. 
I can have awareness and it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's good that you want to do more, <laughs> but also like be patient yes. with yourself too, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, yeah, it's like, okay to take, it's okay to take breaks. Yes. It's, and I and, think um, we're meant mm-hmm. to here because it can be, like you said, it can be overwhelming hearing all these different, that's why we have a veil. I really believe it, it can be really overwhelming. If we were always getting that stuff that's come in, you wouldn't always be able to get all the human work done. Um, that's part of the experience being here. So, mm. yeah. And so, yeah, and you can, I've heard that this happening. And um, so w- w- there, there can be like almost an, um, an addiction to the enlightenment path. Yeah. And, uh, what will happen is the body will physically degrade when that, when, uh, when that happens, if it goes too quick, I, I've experienced it myself where I'm over meditating and I, mm. and I'm, I'm circumventing the pain that I'm feeling in my body and I'm injuring myself. And there's a lot of yogis that I, they have bum legs and, Interesting. and, uh, and so, um, also when you're working with the Kundalini energy is such a fascinating proponent to this. And people will have Kundalini awakenings. Um, and I think maybe I said this in the last podcast and the, something that was a key in, in this for me is when you're working in the Kundalini energy and you're in the, the third chakra, the yellow chakra, Manipura, you, the, what can happen is, is there, there will be, if you skip the heart chakra and go straight into the throat, third eye and crown. It can, it's almost too much and the body can, it'll like, it'll throw you out of whack and it can take, uh, and it's not like, it's not bad. It's just like, it, it will, it, it's kind of like, uh, like a little bit overdoing it. So, um, in those moments, and I say this because, uh, there was a lot of things that you talked about and we talked about that can, spur sudden awakenings they can happen any moment you're driving a car or walking and whoa and you just awaken um to to be aware of your breath to breathe into your heart and that will keep the balance of the energy as it's moving um so it doesn't um become like because it can you might be like oh my god i can't move my back or something or my neck's tweaked and it's like okay well you you're learning and as that happens again stay with your breath and stay and stay aware of your heart. Cause of the, this energy that shoots up is really intense as it comes through here. Yeah. And then if you aren't focused here, it'll move right through. And, right. and uh, <laughs> so stay, stay, the heart is really the, the name in the game in the Aquarius age is the aware, awareness of the heart in each interaction. And I think green, the heart healing too. That's part of the healing Right, a lot of I've watched some documentaries and read about that too, and meditations about the heart green surging through. Really, that's the, a healing center. Um, it's a very important one. Yeah, I mean, go up the line. If you go, if you mix miss one, you can be out of whack. You kind of have to stay keep balanced. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can ask just please help me balance. Like just even thinking mm-hmm. that thought, right? Just praying mm-hmm. for balance. Yeah. Wow. And the awareness of, of that, that eternal harmony, the yes. perfect balance. Yes. The, the one is. We have um, it in us. We just have to be aware. 
Why Guru? I say Why Guru because uh, in Guru Mukhi in our practice, there when there's like no words, it's like it's complete awesomeness. Like, yeah. uh, why is a call to the divine, the teacher that brings us from darkness to light? So Why Guru? Wow, it's amazing. Yes, I love it. Oh, I always enjoy chatting with you. You're such a positive light force. Like I literally feel so great talking to you. I'm so glad that I know you. Thank you. Mm, same. Thank you so much. I feel very fulfilled. Thank Nourishing you for the conversation. This platform. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm grateful for our time together and I, I hope that um, everyone enjoyed this. Remind people, because we mentioned it in the last episode, but where can people find you online? They want to mm. follow along on your life and also your work. I think I think my Instagram is probably the best. Augie of the Astrals. Yeah. Uh, I I haven't been posting very much. I do share stories, and that's and I'll share where I'm at in my process and different yeah. things that are um, happening and teachings that come across my plate. Uh, so that's that's the best way to connect right now. Yeah, I follow along. I like seeing your posts in Mexico. So beautiful. <laughs> mm. All the yoga venues and stuff. I love it. Come. Right. Uh, do you have anything anything else that you want to speak to before we, we sign off? Uh, i just like to offer a prayer. Sure. Um, may all beings be happy and free and peace, love, and equanimity, harmony for all beings. And may we be guided through this time by all of the angels and celestial beings into the highest truth of humanity. Sanam Waiguru. Wow. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot to, to think about. Thank you so much, Augie. Mm, thank you, too. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Lauren Live and my website, Lauren Take care. Bye.